I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Today we're going to spend a few minutes exploring a passage from the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, which tells the story of the people of God up until the arrival of Jesus. I'm reading a passage from the book of Amos. At the time when the book was written, the promised land was divided into two, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. Amos worked looking after sheep and tending to trees in Judah. He was not the son of a prophet or a priest or particularly well educated. And yet God asked him to do something for him and Amos did. He's asked by God to go to Israel and warn the people that they need to turn back to God, to repent. Amos has a number of visions and the story we hear today is about one of those visions and how it's received. Let me read it for you. It's from Amos chapter 7. I had another vision from the Lord. In it I saw him standing beside a wall that had been built with the use of a plumb line, and there was a plumb line in his hand. He asked me, Amos, what do you see? A plumb line, I answered. Then he said, I am using it to show that my people are like a wall that is out of line. I will not change my mind about punishing them. The places where Isaac's descendants worship will be destroyed. The holy places of Israel will be left in ruins. I will bring the dynasty of King Jeroboam to an end. Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, then sent a report to King Jeroboam of Israel. Amos is plotting against you among the people. His speeches will destroy the country. This is what he says. Jeroboam will die in battle and the people of Israel will be taken away from their land into exile. Amaziah then said to Amos, That's enough, prophet. Go on back to Judah and do your preaching there. Let them pay you for it. Don't prophesy here at Bethel any more. This is the king's place of worship, the national temple. And Amos answered, I'm not the kind of prophet who prophesies for pay. I am a herdsman, and I take care of fig trees. But the Lord took me from my work as a shepherd and ordered me to come and prophesy to his people Israel. For the last 16 months, an essential item in my minister's toolbox has been a tape measure. How far is two metres? It's further than you think when you're trying to get as many people as possible into church. And how far is one metre? Useful to know for when people are wearing masks and the windows are open. Over time, I've got used to what these distances look and feel like. We've redefined where our personal space begins and ends, and we're all now moving around each other with more space in between. But at first, I needed a tape measure, so that I knew, literally, how things measured up. God gives Amos a vision of a plumb line, 
so that he can help the people of Israel to see how they measure up. I've got a plumb line. It was my dad's and he gave it to me. It's a 1964 model. That was the year that my mum and dad got married and bought their first house and so a plumb line was needed so as to hang the wallpaper straight. So my dad made a plumb line from a piece of broken broom handle, a cast iron end off an old poker and various bits of string tied together. And if you've no idea how it works, well, you unravel the string and hold a piece of wood and the string hands down with the weight on the end and it swings about for a bit. Then once it settles, because of gravity, the string is absolutely vertical. It's a straight line up and down. So then you can hang your wallpaper, or sorry, you can line your wallpaper up with the string and know that it will be right. So just going back to Amos, the plumb line there was for building walls that were straight. A bit more critical, because if your wall isn't vertical, then it's much more likely to fall over. So here we have a very clear illustration of God telling the people of Israel through Amos that they don't measure up. And the thing with a plumb line is that you can't fix it or twist it or misread it. It just tells it as it is. All of this then begs the question, how do we measure up with God's expectations for us? Going back to the tape measure illustration, we'll all have a feel for roughly how we're doing. Not too bad, better than before, not so good at the moment, or whatever. But the trouble is that over time, we can lose a sense of the absolute, and everything becomes relative and therefore subjective. What this passage offers us is an opportunity to reset to ask ourselves and then answer ourselves as honestly as we're able, measuring ourselves against the true plumb line. How do we measure up in terms of our relationships with others? How do we measure up in terms of our relationship with God? How do we measure up in terms of becoming the fully alive, full of love, human being that God hopes will one day be. A couple of weeks ago, my daughter Libby had her first ever appraisal at work. She was very nervous for it, and we tried to reassure her, saying that it's the same for everyone. There'll be some things to celebrate and some things that need working on. And that's just what it turned out to be. It was fine. Next week, I have my annual appraisal as a minister, although we call it something different now to try to disguise it. And I know that there will be some things to celebrate and some things to work on. But even though I know that, at a logical, objective level, I still feel slightly apprehensive about it. And I think that that is because we just don't really like to hear home truths. We don't like it when people say it as it is. 
That's what got Amos into trouble. Amaziah, the priest from the temple, is very unhappy with the truth that Amos is telling. So he pushes back, go home, do your preaching and prophesying in your own land. And Amos simply replies that he doesn't want to do what he's doing. He was perfectly happy being a shepherd back in Judah. But he is responding to what God has asked him to do. There's another challenge for us here and an opportunity. So often we measure the progress of our faith journey on our own, using our own tape measure. Would it be a good idea for us to have a conversation with a trusted friend about our faith journey and ask them to hold a plumb line next to us? Would we dare to do this? Would it help us to better accept the home truths that we need to hear? Some things to celebrate and some things to work on. We'll never be perfect. We're always work in progress. But being prepared to turn to God with hearts and minds and souls wide open will enable his grace to work its wonders in and through us. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.